Welcome to the Prepare to Win podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver, here with Dane Lee. We also have two other guests today, Maria Fatali, who's never been on. We'll let her intro herself, and Lindsay Rossiter is back, and she's already introduced herself, so she doesn't really matter. Um, so we'll start it off. We'll let Maria kind of uh, introduce herself, uh, just life background as far as sports, fitness, what you're up to now, things like that. Okay, I'm Maria Fatali. I grew up in Junction City, Ohio, super small town. In high school, I played basketball, volleyball, and I ran track. And I also did competitive cheer for a few years. And then I ran collegiate track at University of Rio Grande for two years. I did 100, 200, and all the relays. And then I transferred to Akron U just recently, and I started playing women's professional football and powerlifting as well. It's a pretty diverse background. Yeah, I'm all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> um, what are you? Uh, I I know we've kind of talked before. What What's your job title? You You work in like HR or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. So my degree is in um, business management with a focus in human resources, and I work in diversity and inclusion. So my job title is technically a diversity and inclusion strategist. Um, I work at Goodyear currently as an intern, so that's kind of what I do. So, you know, today's topic is is women in sports. So I feel like, you know, you're going to have a little bit of insight into that just based off of um, what you do every day as, as a job. Because I'm sure it's, you know, the diversity inclusion is, is you know, uh, based on, you know, race, gender, mm-hmm. kind of everything as a whole. Yeah. And your job is to, I guess, kind of make sure that everyone's included or yeah. Or, Yeah, so it's kind of cool because I live it every day, like the diversity side of it. And then I also get to see like the data and the numbers and the statistics like in the business side of things. So I could kind of see it from every angle. That's interesting. I know it's, um, you know, especially as some of these companies grow. I mean, Goodyear is massive. Everyone knows what Goodyear is. But, um, you know, it's kind of interesting that that field, it's, it's, I feel like it's grown a lot more. Just because we're starting to become, especially these big companies are starting to become more inclusive of everyone. We're starting to see more, um, you know, again, this is a female episode. We're starting to see more female CEOs, more females kind of climb the ranks of everything. Um, so very interesting, you know, statistics there. I'm sure you know yeah. them all. But, um, so you were a sprinter, basically. Yes. When did you, did you just figure out, hey, I'm fast and you decide to start being a sprinter? Or? Yeah, so I think it happened um, during basketball. I hated basketball, but I played anyways. <laughs> and I just was always like a defensive player. I was really fast. I was super quick. So then I started getting really serious with track. And I think like your sophomore year of high school is when you find out like, okay, this is the sport that I'm really good at. So I'm really going to focus on it. So that's kind of kind of what I did with track. Like, okay, this is where I can get a scholarship. So Started running the one and the two, and then when I was on punishment, I would run the 400. <laughs> that was the worst race. So, yeah, that's kind of when – basketball is kind of when I found out I was actually pretty fast. What's – um? what is your best 100 time or 200 time? Uh, my best 100 time is a 12.6, and then 200, I want to say it was like mid-25s. But cool. I'm probably not even close to that now. <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah, that's that's moving. <laughs> Um, you know, the reason I ask that is because, 
you know, someone that went to college for track, you know, obviously you have some sort of speed to you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can vaguely remember what a lot of guys were running um, that ran track in high school as far as the 100 and stuff like that. Um, I actually had a good buddy who he wasn't like, you know, best in the state, but he was able to make it to like that regional level. Yeah. I think one year he went to states or something for the 100. Um, so comparing kind of off of what those guys were running, um, I couldn't, you know, I can't remember specific female times, but I know that's a pretty quick time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of funny that I guarantee that you could have out sprinted a lot of guys, which I'm sure like, yeah, that was probably like a little, little thing growing up when you started to figure out you were faster yeah. than everyone. Um, <clears throat> so one of the topics I want to get in today is about, um, I don't know if, if you guys have really heard about it. Um, this Vanderbilt girl that yeah. Yeah. became the first uh, Power Five collegiate kicker. So I think there's been other people, other females that have um, been, you know, high school kickers, collegiate kickers, or football players in general. But I think this is the first one. It, it was a big deal because it's in one of those Power Five conferences mm-hmm. or something like that. So, you know. I, I guess, you know, from a female standpoint, um, with, with how, how would do you guys feel about females being involved in male sports? Let's just start there. Is there, you know, do you think there's sh- that that should be allowed? Let's, let's take it a step further. If there's, for example, let's take like basketball. Mm-hmm. All right. So going, growing up, you know, most people play co-ed, you know, YMCA ball, something like that. Then seventh grade, call it middle school, there starts to be female male split teams, right? High school, there's female male split teams. College, female male split teams. You got the WNBA, you got the NBA. So I guess my question is if there is an alternative to the sport, if there's both a female and a male team, do you feel that the female should be allowed to transfer onto the male team? Let, let's kind of start there and then. You know, I, I've got other questions off of that, but um, what's your opinion on that, I guess I should say? Um, I can't see why it would be a problem if the team isn't having to change any of their standard roles or having to make any accommodations. Because if this girl can play with the boys, then why shouldn't mm-hmm. she be allowed? But then I think it might get to a point where, okay, we have these women's le- women leagues, so do we want to keep it? Um, the women playing with the women or is it going to get to like okay well this girl's playing on the men's team this girl's playing on the men's team mm-hmm. so there's not even a women's league anymore yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. I don't know if it would ever get to that point but like since you just said that I just started thinking about that but I can't, like with the Sarah Fuller playing for Vanderbilt I can't really see why that why people would have an issue mm-hmm. with that yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead I agree. I don't think it can be like super black and white just because of all, like Maria said, all the what if questions Mm -hmm. and all the different scenarios. But I don't see why it should be a problem if she can hold her own and if she's a better option. I mean, it's the same as like hiring a female over a male, Mm -hmm. I guess, in some sense. Like if she's a better fit for the job than the other male players that tried out for that same position are, then why not? Yeah. And that's, um, you know, as far as let's take this specific case, a specific example. My opinion is that, you know, this girl goes in, she obviously earned the job by being able to kick. Mm -hmm. So if she earned the job, 
over other males. And, you know, I can't, I don't know if any other females tried out. Don't quote me on that. But she, either way, she earned the job over other people. All right. No college is going to accept on and give that person a role if they haven't earned it. And they don't care your gender, your background, your whatever. It's not, I don't feel like this is like a political move for Vanderbilt. It was, she was the best person for the job. And what's crazy to me is that, you know, ESPN had posted this. And if you go on and you read some of these comments from guys, first of all, I guarantee most of these guys have never played a sport in their life. (laughs) They have, they probably weren't very good. Because think about it. I mean, most of the like good male athletes uh, are all for stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. even if they, you know, even if your ego takes a hit and you're like, oh, I don't know. No, you know, self-respecting person is going to go on there and and say the things that the, was being said about her. And you know, my my opinion is like, again, if she can do the job, you know, and everyone said on there, and I I said this to you, Marie, is mm-hmm. like, you know, everyone's like, oh, this girl might get rocked, or she's oh, wait till she gets hit, or whatever. Okay, so what if she does get hit? If she gets hit and she gets back up. That's that's the sport. Yeah. That's the whole sport. As and long as she's it's a, not stupid, she knows yeah. that going right. in. Yeah. As long as it's you know, as long as it's a, not a dirty play, it's a legal hit. Yeah. You know, and she gets back up and says, All right, "Thanks, see you later." Or what if she, you know, what if you try to hit her and you don't knock her down? You know, but the point is, is like anyone who's ever played football has been hit extremely hard. You've gotten rocked. I, you know, that word you get rocked. Like if if you are saying that you never have been hit like that, then you're lying. Yeah. All right. So. The point is, is like, that's part of the sport regardless. So if she can do the job, take the hits, you know, who gives a fuck if she's a female in inside of the male sport? Mm-hmm. You know, I guess that's the whole point of it. But you had guys going on there like, oh, what if she gets hit or the, the things about the locker room? Yeah, that was what like, got me. Like, it's not only comments like, oh, she's going to get rocked, like you said, yeah. but it's like very unnecessary like disgusting comments too and i'm like why like that is just crazy to me and the thing about her is like she's um she's a bigger girl she's the size of some of those guys like she has some muscle on her so i don't know why they're so concerned with her getting like hit like that i think she'll be fine (laughs) yeah well um you know again this is at a a little league level but i i told you the story also and and I don't know if I've really told you guys this, but growing up, you know, this is back in the nineties. Um, we had a girl that wanted to come out and play baseball and it was this big deal. And, you know, in the little town that I grew up in, it was a big deal. Um, the league had to sit down and vote on it. You know, parents had to kind of come chime in and, um, you know, her mom kind of stood up and was like, look, my daughter's good enough to play with the boys. She wants to play baseball. She doesn't want to play travel softball. She doesn't, you know, excuse me. She doesn't want to um, do that. She wants to play baseball. And, you know, sure enough, everything gets passed. She comes on and plays baseball. And it was kind of funny because for the first couple games, there there were the little laughs. There were the little boys on the other team. And even grown adults, like, why is she out there kind of thing? And this girl started for us. She started at shortstop. And then she, you know, pitched. And um, I was the catcher. So when I would pitch, she would, she would be the catcher then too. So she was a very versatile player, right? And it was funny because by mid of season one, everyone knew who she was because the girl, I think she batted like second or third, you know, so she was one of the top hitters on the team. Um, She would get up there and strike 
kids out. You know what I mean? She was a hell of a, a runner hitter. I mean, just all around great player. And it's kind of interesting by a couple years in how much respect had grown for her. Yeah. Um, and she had went on to be like an all state, she, you know, ended up transferring to softball, but she went on to be, you know, an all state uh, catcher. And I forget how many times she was like, you know, all Ohio or whatever. And uh, ended up playing college ball and all that stuff. So um, it's just kind of funny that here we are, you know, 20 whatever years later, <laughs> yeah. and we're we're still dealing with kind of the same thing. And it, again, it makes no sense. I, I think, like I've said, a, a lot of these guys have never been around seriously athletic females. Yeah. And they don't understand there's a lot of them that can, you know, quote unquote, do the job. So Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, I don't know if people realize how many women play football like yeah there is three big women's professional football leagues um i play in the wfa and then next year i'll play in the wfla and i like when i hear about a girl playing football it's not a shock to me because i'm like oh yeah girls do that Mm -hmm. but then some people like this girl is playing football for vanderbilt and people are like well, I didn't know girls play football. I'm like, I literally know like 500 girls <laughs> and they like play too. It's not like they just go out there and throw no. the ball around. Like it's not your high school. Around. Yeah. Um, was that powder puff game? Yeah. Or whatever everyone well, used to do. Actually yeah. I was, um, I have a skills coach and I was training with him last week and his next clients, they were guys on the Akron football team. I'm pretty sure. And I went to go get a drink, and one of them was like, are you playing in a powder puff game? And I was so offended. (laughs) I was like, you know, like, he might not know that, like, girls play football, but for some reason I was like, do I look like I play powder puff? Like, what? (laughs) If if you've seen, too, um, you know, and you'll see them on Instagram once in a while or whatever, but, like, some of the highlights from – these girls hitting each other in these leagues like it's not man it's i have not been puff. i have been rocked just yeah. like you said absolutely there's, there's some girls that are just straight animals and yeah they you know they'll come hit you so it's going to be kind of funny and again like i feel like if you just haven't seen or been around like those um you know those females that are are you know, everyone that's at those kind of levels is somewhat of an outlier. Mm-hmm. But like, if you've never been around those kind of females, you don't understand. Like I, I've said, I, I, I name a sport. I've watched a female perform better than, you know, males. And I feel like a lot of these people that sit online and make these comments or say these things, they're the same dude. That's the armchair quarterback, you know, talking shit on the way this coach is coaching or the way this player is playing. Yeah. And from, you know, my perspective, what I see on my social media, a lot of the people that say that stuff are the guys that like I went to school with that never even played sports or if they did play, they never played. They were on the bench the entire time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, it's those, it's always those people. Like I'm sure a lot of these guys egos got hit because here's a girl with a D one, you know, scholarship to play ball and you couldn't earn it. Right. You know? So I I feel like a lot of people don't know because they're just in women's sports in general. There's not as much exposure. exposure, Yeah. The sports world is very, male dominant so it looks like this girl just came out of nowhere she Mm. got put on the football team when in reality she's probably been training for it for years yeah yeah that is true yeah and i i you know i i don't know all the you know things behind the advertising dollars and this and that that they you know they make all these excuses with that Mm -hmm. um but i know that there's there's networks that are trying to make bigger leaps Mm -hmm. and stuff but it's like 
you know, which I, I just don't think we're there yet to be able to see a lot of the stuff. But, you know, it's, for example, like everyone, uh, the I think women's soccer was the first ones that came out like, hey, why aren't you paying us? Yeah. Hey, why aren't we getting exposure? Yeah. And if you know anything about like the women's soccer compared to how our men's team has played, <laughs> like yeah. the women's soccer has been legit for a long time. Um, yeah. As far as like, you know, our Olympic team and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they don't get and as much respect as no. the men yeah. in sports do. No. Yep. No. And, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, the time that they do get that that respect or notoriety is when they win the Olympics or they win some World Cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they have to go to this great length and do, you know, the ultimate win to be able to get any kind of exposure, which just kind of makes no sense. But Yeah, you know. I think – big thing that I have noticed is that for women female athletes we have to earn respect like uh, us earning respect is a lot more difficult than a man earning respect Mm -hmm. and like that might seem like a stretch to some people but like you said it took them to win the Olympics to get any type of respect yeah and like even for me like if I'm talking about oh yes I powerlift whatever like nobody really respects that until they know like how much we lift you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like they're like oh okay she just goes in the gym and lifts but then like yeah, they she, s- she power lifts. then they see Lindsay deadlifting like 700 pounds and they're like oh okay like there well, you that's go. that's the you know now i was going to bring that up later it's like you know in, in here it's the same thing as you know we have multiple girls that lift more than some of these guys that, and we're not oh, talking yeah. like a 15 year old boy i'm talking like guys in their 20s yeah you know grown men that you know, just a couple of you guys lift more than them in, in one or more of the lifts. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, whether it hurts your listening, it hurts your ego. I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry. But, you know. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. You know, right? every, everyone starts somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I get it. But, like, you know, you got to understand there's just strong, strong females and they've been training a while. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I can think of a couple guys that, you know, weigh about what you guys do, mm-hmm. you know, and you guys lift more than them. So, yeah. It's one of those things like as a male you have to you have to respect that and you have to recognize like just because you're female doesn't mean that mm-hmm. you're quote unquote weaker than me. Yep. So Yeah. I think that um that transition's happening and I think more and more people are starting to see it. But you know, you'll still see the comments in the powerlifting world mm-hmm. too on some of these girls' videos when and again, it's usually some guy that doesn't yeah. doesn't <laughs> even understand what these core lifts are yeah but um you know i'm sure you guys have seen them I, i've seen you know i know obviously i watch Lindsay's stuff um <laughs> so i've seen the comments on like her arch or oh, know, whatever yeah. that has happened yeah <laughs> yeah that's something that i wanted to ask about because um in a sense like i was very sheltered from the whole idea like when i grew up in a small town we didn't have a lot of opportunities for sports for mm-hmm. like, men and women or boys and girls so it wasn't uncommon to see like a boy playing uh, a girl sport or for a girl to like join the wrestling team because they're like, I want to wrestle. Well, we don't have a girl's wrestling team. Right. All right. I'm wrestling with the boys. And I remember actually my friend uh, Jordan Martin got his ass kicked like our junior year wrestling a girl. He was all nervous going into it. He was like, what if I accidentally grab her inappropriately? And the coach was like, J- go out there and fucking wrestle. Yeah. And then he got his ass beat. So it was kind of funny. Um, but it was always really normal for me to see that kind of thing 
And then I transition and I'm coaching gymnastics and you're working like only with females basically. And then I come into powerlifting and I see very strong women next to strong guys. And so when I start seeing comments, when I start hearing stories that women tell about like things that guys are saying online, Mm -hmm. like it always blows my mind because it never made sense to me to think that way. Yeah. Um, And so that's what I wanted to ask about. Like what is, not only what is that like, but the process of getting through that, what is that like, like from your perspective or like when you see that being said to other females in the sport, what is that like for you and what do you end up feeling or telling them in order to support? I think it can be frustrating to see that kind of stuff. And like we were talking about earning respect earlier, um, even if you do, because it is a lot more normal now, which is crazy to see like a thousand pound total for women in powerlifting now is like kind of like a lot more people are doing it and you'll Mm -hmm. see girls with 11, 12, 13, 1400 pound totals and it's pretty insane. But then you'll see comments like even if their lift gets posted and it's a 500 pound deadlift or something, there's people in the comment section that have to rationalize that by saying how much drugs they take or Like, they have to be putting male hormones in their body to lift that much or commenting on how they look. So, I mean, even if you are accomplishing something huge, there's always someone that's going to be there. Yeah. Like, taking away from that. Like so allowed to be strong. Yeah, mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. there being a reason yeah. for your strength. Yeah. And um, Emma Jarman actually did an article on female PED use recently, and she had said in there, Like, for men, it's normal for them to take PEDs, but if women are taking it, it's considered, like, cheating and it's bad. Right. No one wants to talk about it. Yeah. So, I think that's a big part of the stigma is that, like, there's kind of a double standard about that. But, I mean, personally, I've just learned to ignore it, delete it. Yeah. Look past it and focus Mm -hmm. on the positives because I think that's all you can really do because those people don't matter. Exactly. Is that double standard, do you think? Is that within the sport or is that outside the sport? Is it both? Um, I think it's in sports in general. Yeah. Um, going back to like the whole respect thing and notoriety and all that. Um, even if you go, I know it's been posted about a lot recently. Like if you look at posts of, I think it was they did like an ESPN comparison or something when they posted like a woman athlete versus yep. like a male athlete, they compared the comments and it was pretty crazy how even when a female athlete accomplishes something huge there's still people in the comments saying like go make a sandwich instead yeah. or you it's, don't you shouldn't be it's, it's, crazy it's insane that, yeah that dudes are still out like in 2020 we still mm-hmm. have dudes that think like that and like say shit like that i'm so glad it's, i don't what, spend enough yeah. time on social media what? so yeah. even if you are accomplishing big things and you've worked really hard to earn something there's still and there, you know? yeah mostly women get shit on still Mm -hmm. no matter what (laughs) and i will tell you like you said you're not very active on social media i'm very active on social media i do instagram um also like tiktok i'm i love tiktok (laughs) but like i'm pretty active on like all the social medias so i get a lot of those comments um a lot of people are like oh just ignore it you know like be the bigger person but like for me or people would be like why are you so sensitive over it like just don't worry about those people. But, like, for me, it's not really, oh, it's hurting my feelings. It's, like, 
I just work so hard for the respect. So, like, why is it so hard to give me that, you know? Mm -hmm. It's more of a respect thing for me. It's not like, oh, that man said something mean to me. I'm so hurt. Like, it's not like (laughs) that. I'm going to spend two hours arguing with him. (laughs) Like, no, like, because then I'm like, there's a lot of, like, younger girls who are, who follow me on Instagram and TikTok who look up to us and Mm -hmm. other female athletes. And I'm scared that they're going to see this man commenting something pervert, perverted or something mean, and they're going to be like, never mind, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Because yeah. it, it is, I mean, we've all been bullied when we were younger. Like, mm-hmm. it happens in your adult life too, and yeah. it's not easy I, to just I brush think, off. I think especially if you're trying to do great things, like the, the, sometimes, sometimes it is, it feels like middle school, the things that yeah. you see going on. It's oh, like yeah. the, everyone's an adult, but yet online – you magically revert back to when you were what twelve years old, and you, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. And and some of the shit talking that goes on, or the the things of trying to tear you guys down. It just at this point, it's like borderline harassment. Like, oh, yeah. well, like you said, there's a lot of people watching. Like I, you know, my daughter's seven years old, and it's like she's starting to play sports and she's starting to get into things. And um, you know, she's done soccer, which was a co-ed thing, and her softball, which was um all females and all that stuff you know she's done gymnastics and things um but you know she comes into the gym sometimes too or like um, she's seen you know Lindsay's videos of lifting or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like um you know i want her to grow up and and be one of those stronger females that's not going to put up with some dude shit um and be able to kind of pave her own way yeah but like you said like what if she hops online here in a few years or whatever and start seeing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's a complete turnoff. Like, well, why am I going to do that? If, you know, hundred dudes are just going to tell me I'm, I'm not shit basically. Yeah. And I should be making a sandwich instead of lifting. Or, yeah. Cause I will tell you, I can admit that I have like stopped myself from posting a lot of lifting videos. Like if you go on my Instagram, my Instagram doesn't show close to like how much I'm training every day or, mm. you know, my football yeah. training because I don't really want to post anything until it's actually like me like on the field playing for a big league getting paid because then I'm not gonna have to deal with as many like oh you're never gonna get anywhere comments or why are you even trying you know what I'm saying and like it sucks that it has to be that way but for me it's just it's not worth all the negativity so I just don't even post a lot of it at some point um I you, you know we don't really know what that's like like you know i i'd mentioned yesterday um <clears throat> that you know the worst i've ever gotten is some bullshit on my squat video of like oh your knees are gonna hurt when you're older mm-hmm. your joints are gonna be messed up <laughs> okay thank you but like it's like a couple comments you know here and there but like you know to have you watch some of these girls post something and you know it's like once one or two start it all starts going and it could be 15 20 comments later you know, there's just all these dudes, these weak yeah. guys coming in, commenting things that that make no sense and are just ignorant. So, And most of the time, those type of guys, like, they follow suit. If they see another mm-hmm. man doing it, they're going to do the same thing. Yeah. But I th- also think it's the same um, when it comes to men. What I've always said that our biggest thing as female athletes is male support. Like, you guys showing our res- your respect mm-hmm. to us then other men are going to follow suit. And yeah. Yeah. So like the other day, um, Russell Wilson actually did an interview with one of the girls that plays in my league. And he was talking, you know, women's football, like that's awesome. And he was showing his support. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's huge right there because it's Russell Wilson. Like 
people love him. Yeah. Good guy, Russ. And, like, guys are going to see that and be like, okay, well, if Russell Wilson can respect it, then maybe yeah. I can, yeah, too. Yeah, we'll get behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so we need more of that. Yeah. And even just recognizing that it does happen is yeah. a big step, too, because some guys would probably just roll their eyes and be like, whatever, whatever like, yeah. that doesn't happen, or that's it's not a, a thing. It's just a publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. just want attention. <laughs> yep. Well, I think those people with the bigger voices, bigger followings, bigger, you know, the, the iconic male athletes, those are the ones, you know, that need to speak out more for stuff, yeah. because if, if they... You know, it's just like anything else, like everyone kind of looks up to those people, those celebrities, it's whatever. You know, if they start posting things, saying things, doing mm-hmm. things, then, you know, hopefully the guys that are just average Joes start to catch on. And, yeah. You know, I, I think some of them, it's really like a deep ego, <laughs> internal problem with themselves, to be honest. But right. that's a whole, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other thing. Starting in the psychology of why people... Mm-hmm. say the things that they say online yeah you know? yeah. yeah it's a long conversation <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just you know and, and some of it could be upbringing you know like my mom um everyone everyone's like oh your mom's so nice like, eh, yeah <laughs> she she raised all boys like she strong woman i've seen her getting grown men's faces when i was yeah. younger um she first wants to smack you across your mouth if you disrespect somebody um you know it's kind of where i've always gotten my my uh I don't want to call it aggression from, but, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, we grew, yeah, there you go. <laughs> we, we, we grew up like you're going to show respect. And, and like I said, I we played, you know, ball with females. And, you know, my my whole family, my mom, my aunts, like they all played sports. Um, you know, even when we were teenagers and we go outside and play basketball or something, my mom sitting there throwing elbows and, you know what I mean, stuff like yeah. that, pushing you away. Like, you know what I mean? They they kind of showed like, you know, they always played with the boys growing up and stuff like that. So I think some of that's just, you know, some of it's upbringing. I think really. So you guys, there was a video or a commercial that Nike did uh, within the last ten years, and they had kids. They showed like eight to twelve year old girls, and they're like, "Show us what it looks like to run like a girl," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're just like sprinting in place. Yeah. And then they moved it was I don't know how old the second portion of it was, but it was old enough to where you start to have like the social change yeah. to that phrase. And the idea of running like a girl, like at a certain point you get taught that that means something different. Um, and so I mean coming back to your point of like you get raised a certain way and whether that's by the family you're in or the society that you're in, that it is like somehow it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, we don't start off that way. Right. Yeah. It's, it's whatever, you know, and, and there's always going to be, you know, we won't get too deep into it, but there's always going to be environmental things mm-hmm. that kind of shape the way you are. I know, you know, Lindsay's dad's always taught her like, you know, not to rely on a guy, like pave your own way, you know, go to school, do mm-hmm. you know, whatever, um, you know. Taking care of her the last couple of But regardless, like, I mean, that's just how the relationship worked out. But it had it not, like, been that way, like, or if, if I were to lose everything right now, she would step up and support it. It's, yeah. Do you know right. what I mean? It's yeah. not like a, um, you know, and in our own lives, there's, we've all taken the classes on, like, gender roles and things like that. Um, you know, and in our own lives, like, sure, we have some things that are probably traditional gender roles, but who fixed the sink piping? 
Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay, who fixed the broken cabinet. The broken, you know, yeah. all the these traditional that like, oh, well, men do that or whatever. <laughs> like something was messed up, pipe was screwed up. She gets down, it, you mm-hmm. know, she's down in there fixing it. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, um, there's nothing that says like, oh, you're male, you have to do this. You're female, you have to do that, and that's just the way it is. It's cut and dry, and you know, there's nothing that says that. And I think yeah. that society needs to start realizing that. Yeah, so. and you know, I grew up. The only girl in my family. I was always around boys. So then once I started to get older, like how you guys said, I was like, like, I'm still acting like a boy. Like, I really thought I was a boy until like high school. Mm -hmm. And then like, I carried that with me. So I still like, like to do the more masculine things you could say. And then like, at this age, I'm just like, who cares? Like, if I'm, if I want to be girly one day and then be masculine next day, like, who cares? Mm -hmm. And then I also think there's a stigma with um masculinity and then like femininity is that a word Mm -hmm. yes okay yeah so like people when i say i play football or i power lift they're like oh but you're wearing fake eyelashes you do your makeup and i'm like can i both yeah i'm like oh so i can't do one or the other or like one day i want to wear jordans and joggers i can't wear a dress the next day so it's like you have to choose one or the other and i like i hate that so much so i want that stigma to just completely be gone like girls are very versatile we can do pretty much anything Mm. like and i feel like we have come a long way in that we don't feel like we have to be one way or the other we don't feel like we can't be a certain way and Mm. i feel like we've accepted that but there's still a lot of people that don't yeah, they're not okay with. It's like they can't understand it. Yeah. that way. Yeah, that's that's a question I was going to ask you guys. Is um, you know, and I I've I've heard from you know clients I've had. I've trained a lot of females over time, so I, like I've heard you know all the comments that come from friends, family, just random people. So that's what I was going to kind of ask you guys is um, you know, during your time of like fitness or sports or whatever. Um, what are some of the comments from, you know, family, friends, a lot of times, like, for example, it's traditionally like the grandma, <laughs> yeah. like, what are you doing? You're, you know, Lindsay, I remember when Lindsay was going to do a, a body, a uh, bikini show, her, her grandma, like, you know, she kind of said some things about it or whatever that were funny, <laughs> but it's like her grandma didn't really understand what she mm-hmm. was going up there to show off. Yeah. It was yeah. like, she th- was probably thinking of like a Florida beach, like wet t-shirt contest <laughs> right. or something. Why do you want to do that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So. And now they're at every meet or they're watching the live stream. And yeah. They're all about it. Yeah. But, um, um, but yeah, what, what sort of like comments or what sort of things have you guys heard from, you know, whether it's friends, family, you know, acquaintances, whatever. Go first. Um, so, I would say friends and family, they've always known that I'm that person that's going to do whatever. I'm mm-hmm. very independent. So it wasn't like they were going to offer their approval or anything to me. Um, but I don't know. Like, for the most part, it's a lot of support. But acquaintances, friends, family, yeah, I was pretty supportive. Um, my dad always had me in sports. He was a wrestling coach. So I always went to practice with him and pretty much was one of the boys. So... They weren't very shocked to find that I wanted to power lift. But then, like I said, I was also a cheerleader and I, I danced too. So they're like, she's just going to do whatever at this point. Like <laughs> Again, with the versatility. Yeah, there's, there's no shock. If, like if I wanted to be a scuba diver, they'd be like, okay, <laughs> that's her next thing. <laughs> so. yeah, I think for the most part, 
Everyone in my life has been supportive, I think, male or female. If you decide to pursue an athletic endeavor and be serious about it, you're going to lose some people along the way Mm -hmm. or some people aren't going to understand. I think that's pretty typical. Like, why can't you come out for drinks or whatever? Um, But I don't think... There's been any... There hasn't been too many. Yeah. I mean, my family's been really supportive, Mm -hmm. besides my mom telling me I'm going to break every few months. Oh, yeah. (laughs) When I told her I squatted 400 pounds the other day, she's like, you have to stop. You're going to break your knees. You're going to get hurt. (laughs) That's just a mom thing. Please don't hurt yourself. (laughs) But that's the thing. I think a lot of it is um, a lot of people don't really understand. Mm -hmm. They're like, Mm -hmm. so you are in the gym for that long every day? Like, why? Is healthy? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, so are you trying to get like skinnier? I'm like, no, baby. Or like, don't get too big, <laughs> right? Don't, don't get, get too bulky. bulky. I just, I just think like the one one of the most common things I've seen is like, you know, if a if a male's like, you know, oh, I'm out here and I'm deadlifting 600 pounds, like, oh my god, yeah, my son, my you know, whoever, and you know, oh my god, he's so strong, you know what I mean? But like, if it's a female, I've seen where you know some of my clients come back and told me it's like they're asking why you need to lift that much yeah why are you trying to be stronger don't get too manly don't get too bulky Mm -hmm. you're gonna you know when they start to develop their shoulders or something like Mm -hmm. there's comments made on that or their quads develop and comments Mm -hmm. are made on that which we don't need because it's already ingrained and right yeah yeah so it's like um actually emma i'm gonna screw this up but emma had something in her story that was kind of interesting i'm I'm not even gonna begin to quote it (laughs) but it was like basically talking about like you know, how a lot of like what is considered beauty for the female culture or whatever, um, you know, it's, it's still in that, that old stigma of you need to be tiny, small, like, um, you need to have like nothing to you basically. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like that old model mentality or what. It's like ingrained in people's brains. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we, we, you know, all coach a lot of females and it's like, how many times I, I know Lindsay's seen it a lot where you know you, you it's hard to explain to them like look you need to eat mm-hmm. you need to lift a certain oh, yeah. way like yes you're going to develop some muscles here like it's okay like you're going to be fine yeah. you know what I mean oh and a lot of times they're so forced to focus like on well I need to be a certain weight I need mm-hmm. to have a certain yeah. look you know and it's like how do I like look like this and target reduce that and you know Mm -hmm. instead of just like Mm -hmm. just eat healthy build some muscle like watch the process happen in some way shape or form that's kind of been ingrained in all of us since Mm -hmm. we were young especially like growing up in dance like it's it's a mind fuck to overcome that like i still look in the mirror sometimes and i Mm. hate that my arms are bigger and yeah like i want to be smaller and i want to weigh 20 pounds less and i'll still have bad days like that so I don't think it's something you ever truly overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of the, so some of the things that clients have told me while I'm working on them, because it just, it doesn't really cross my mind. Like I'll be working on someone and be like, wow, like you really developed your back the last, mm. since the last time I saw you. And sometimes people take this as a compliment. Sometimes they don't like you yeah. talk about an area that like, Hey, you've clearly been working really hard on like quads or whatever it is mm-hmm. like that. Um, and you can feel them kind of get nervous 
So that about fear of being yeah, too big, right, too huh? much. And even though in my mind, like I definitely need it as a compliment. Mm-hmm. I mean it as a good thing because I'm thinking like as an athlete. They're going to be you're excited. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but then you hear stories, you know, either about that particular thing or you say that and other stories come up where um, they've had this incredible self-conscious that comes from it because people have said things like, oh, you used to be good looking. Yeah. Or you were good looking before, or like, don't change because mm-hmm. yeah. that person's perception of beauty is how you looked, mm-hmm. and you don't want to. Or you're looking thick. You're looking bulky. Right. Yeah. It's like it blows mm-hmm. my mind that like beauty has to be so narrow. Like why mm-hmm. why aren't you allowed to be attractive if you move outside of that? Like yeah. just because you had a certain type of beauty before doesn't mean you are any less. Mm-hmm. It's just different, and. People don't allow it. Yeah. Like, in their mind, you are not allowed to change and still be attractive. And even if you admire, like, I think females with muscle, they look good, and I admire Mm -hmm. that on them. But then when it comes to myself, I'll still have a hard time accepting that I'm growing or I'm getting Mm -hmm. bigger. Like, my shoulders are developing. So Mm -hmm. it's a roller coaster. (laughs) It is. And I actually just did a research project on body dysmorphia, and... I kind of am coming to realize that women are under, like, so much pressure. And it's a lot of external and internal pressure, um, especially in the fitness industry. And, like, how how you're talking, like, we see our bodies every day. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone is very self-conscious because we have to look at our bodies every single day. And we see those changes and things like that. And I'll tell you, like, when I'm in the gym or when I'm looking at, like, people's Instagrams, like, fitness-wise, I'm like, okay, I'm too small. But then, like, so I do runway, and I have a runway show this weekend, and I'm looking at these girls, and I'm like, I'm so much bigger than these girls. And you feel huge and I just feel because huge. you're in that setting. Yes, and yeah. then I come in the gym, and I feel so small. And I think that we need to just focus, like, on ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can go out and do this, but I'm still, strong, like, strong. So, But it is a lot of external and internal yeah. pressure just kind yeah. of fighting. And that comparison, whether it's strength or looks or yeah. whatever, yeah. it just kills you. It does. I think, um, you know, there's some push like um, with, is it, is it ESPN that does the, like the bodies thing or, or no, Sports Illustrated yeah. or whatever yeah. does the bodies, oh, yeah. um, you know, photo shoot or whatever, oh, yeah. where it is like, you know, they do it both male and female. But like, um, I know some years back, like a lot of the uh, CrossFit world girls did it also where like, you know, they're covering up their parts or whatever but it shows like a lot of a the muscle body. throughout the body mm-hmm. um but you know these these people are showing like there's you know multiple sides to beauty i guess yeah. that's kind of the whole point point. and that is becoming so, a lot more mainstream like when yeah. i was looking when i was on my legging shorts extravaganza yeah. the past couple weeks yeah i've noticed that like most companies are using a lot of different types of models mm-hmm. um and I think that has come a long way, even in the past, like, two or three years, yeah. just to include all different types of bodies, because the standard, quote-unquote, right now is not realistic at all. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I think social media has kind of ruined that in a way, because there's just so much editing, photoshopping, yeah. you know, fake this, fake that, and it's hard to know like what's real, who's real, mm-hmm. what a look actually looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you'll see, you, you'll see, you know, some of these people 
in in person, you know, just common people that might edit their stuff up. And it's like, okay, you look pretty different, but imagine those people with like the high end money or the big following mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. that are able to afford some serious, you know, editing, but then that's who everyone's looking at. Yeah. You know right. I mean? So it's like, how real is that picture? You don't, you don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a million ways. And, and it's the same on the, the guy side. Guys go through a lot of this stuff too, where, you know, it's always like, it can go different ways. Like, you know, oh, I'm losing muscle or I'm getting too fat or, you know, or whatever. I want to look this way. But, you know, we have the same thing. Like our genetics might be, okay, for, hopefully I didn't screw up the mic. But, um, you know, for me, like genetically, like my whole family, we're, we're more broad up top. We have big, you know, barrel uh, chest, big rib cages, things like that. It's like, I'm not going to walk around like one of these dudes with like, you know, wide shoulders down to like a narrow V shape. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like look, yeah. yeah, with like, um, or like some of these, um, you know, physique competitors, or well, I should say like a classic, more of a classic physique just below bodybuilding look of like a real taper to a yeah. tiny waist and like shredded abs. And that's not my genetics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So not to say I want to look like that, but let's say I did. Then, you know, I guys go through that same dysmorphia or guys that are like hard gainers that it's hard for them to put on muscle. Like, you know, me being 240, there's a ton of dudes that weigh 180 that would love to be 240. They're not going to get there yeah you know yeah. what i mean do you guys um, feel like absolutely. being in the fitness industry you have more dysmorphia issues yeah. you think you compare yeah, yourself I think, more i i think that's for for most people i talk to and like um you know even myself it's like i know at some point getting older like my athletic days are probably gonna be limited or like mm-hmm. you know the look that i can achieve if i want that look or the you know, whatever performance I'm looking for is probably not going to be there as much anymore. So I think then it starts to weigh on you, like, especially as you get older, like, man, I'm just not what I was 10 years ago kind of thing. That's going to start to weigh in. Um, But I know a lot of like bodybuilders that go through this stuff too, where they look a certain way, you know, and we're not even talking when they're done competing, just in the off season, they don't like the way they look and it causes them to diet, keep stay diet down too hard and things like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some, some people it's caused like mental issues and things with them. And, yeah. you know, there was a famous um, bodybuilder now guy was going through a lot of other stuff, but like he, you know, during this COVID stuff ended up killing himself because the gym was his thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure like his look changed just a little bit. I'm sure like yeah. he couldn't get in there and release some of those uh, anxieties he was having and he killed himself, you know, during the lockdown. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's just being in the industry. I think it's running kind of rampant still. So, mm-hmm. um, there's an Instagram called the healthy mind movement. I don't know if you guys follow it. It's a good page um, about mental health, but they just actually posted something about that, about male body image issues and how it's Mm. not just a women's problem. And the Mm. most common one is the muscle dysphoria. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, But it is something that we, it's known as like a woman's issue. Yeah. But they posted that to kind of start the conversation about that. And they've done a lot of other posts about like, male mental health because it's not mm. something that oh, men it's, it's like yeah. about. Completely. it is it is <laughs> trust me it's very overlooked um there's a lot of guys you know and i i've known um guys and I, don't, I don't give a shit i'll say it too like you know i how long have i been you know i've tried to talk to people for over a year and 
not one thing has happened. Like my doctors haven't referred me to mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. They don't they don't take it serious. You know, but if like you know, I'm I'm not gonna get too deep into it, but it's like that's the thing, is like it's it's just one of those things that it, it's never gonna be taken serious enough, no matter mm-hmm. what you say. Like I I have another buddy, um, been on a couple deployments, he same thing, like he's told his doctor, Hey, you know, like I'd like to talk to someone about like I'm finally at that point where I can open up or whatever. Yeah. Um and he's even, you know, been like borderline suicidal, like told them that and they still like and it was just, still struggle to ever be able to talk to anyone. Just reaching out is a huge, mm-hmm. huge step for most men. Yeah. yeah. Like being okay with talking to someone and admitting that there's a problem. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's one of those because we're, you know, I don't want to switch it and make it like a male <laughs> podcast all of a sudden, but yeah, it's like, it's like one of those things that we, growing up, like you're, you're taught, like, you know, don't complain, don't bitch. Don't, yeah. You know, you need to be tough. There is no, like, you're not allowed to have emotions. You're not, right. yeah, the emotions, <laughs> like, there is none kind of thing. And, and you keep that to yourself. You never show it, blah, 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 all that stuff. So um, I think a lot, what happens is then, you know, a lot of guys get to, you know, me, me and Dana are a little bit older. You get to, like, our age. Mm-hmm. And I think guys finally are, like, I don't want to call I don't. It's not even, like, a maturity thing. It's just, like, yeah, you don't give it. out anymore. I you don't yeah. give a. You almost yeah. don't yeah. give a fuck anymore. And you're like, sure, I'll, I'll fucking talk to somebody. I don't yeah. care. Well, you know, you're, whatever. You're also mature enough to see the way that your mental health can affect the people around you. Yeah, or, you start looking at the big yeah. picture. Yeah, the negative yeah. effects it can have. When yeah. you're younger, you're just like, you know, you might just be angry. Or you might be mm-hmm. just depressed. Or, or you're just you like, blame oh, yeah. other things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whatever. You know, so yeah, so. I think a lot of men, like you said, they don't want to believe it or admit it. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of um, just working in DNI, I kind of learned this, but a lot of foreign families don't believe in mental health issues because my dad and his dad, they're from Sicily and they don't believe in mental health issues. They just think you're like being dramatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So growing up, really? yes. And so I don't know if it's like that, but a lot of my friends who, you know, grew up in foreign households mental health problems wasn't a thing and it's just maybe they were taught that their parents were taught that so like my dad never believed in that stuff um and probably just until recently like how you're talking you know when men get older like me talking to him he's realizing okay well maybe it is a thing whatever Mm -hmm. like you know but he just kind of always brushed it off Mm -hmm. and I can say like a lot of the men in my family have like the anger issues, the depression, mm-hmm. they just lived through yeah. it. And I, like, hate that men have to think that they can't talk about stuff like that. Uh-huh. So, it's, you know, maybe we'll see a change, but I think it's just it's the same as, you know, some of the stuff that females go through. It's like you're, it's ingrained. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just going to be hard to, like, break loose from that. And then I think also just the, the support in general needs to be there from um, – you know clinicians and practitioners like there needs to be you know sure you can call up some hot uh, like you know whatever hotline or whatever right. if you're feeling suicidal you know they have those or whatever but it's like okay what if you're not like i'm not feeling suicidal in the moment i just want to express my feeling yeah mm-hmm. you know to someone that's a trained professional yeah. and maybe get some feedback like okay why you know mm-hmm. is this going on why is that going on um you know, and you can call these these lines. You don't know who you're talking to. You don't know who you're getting. Right. You know, there's it, no rapport. There's, there's no, no yeah. There's, yeah. You don't know. Like, what are your credentials to even talk to me? You know what I mean? Like that. So it's like one of those things too. It's like, 
there needs to be support there. There needs to be, you know, if we're, we're out here and like, you know, I think everybody just needs to be lifted up. Like if we're, um, you know, lifting up females, I know there's a huge like feminine, uh, women's empowerment. Yeah. Like I was going to say feminist movement, but like that sounds, same thing. you know, <laughs> but, um, there's this huge movement. Okay. That's, let's do it. Let's go with it. Mm-hmm. But don't push down the male side to bring up the female side, bring everything up. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's kind of where I'm at on it. It's like no one needs to push the other side down or whatever if you're like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there doesn't, it's not a. You got to support one yeah, another. It's it's all it needs to be done. Um, but I think just in general, like from the medical side of everything, you know, not just like a community side, from a medical side, there needs to be support and help on both ends too so mm-hmm. you see a little bit more of it the last couple of times that i've gone to see just my primary care they mm. start out every session with a questionnaire asking um, where you are with depression and yeah. anxiety yeah and if you hit a certain score they want to try to set up yeah. uh, some kind of you know digital conversation i don't want to cut you off you know no. the problem with those people lie because you, oh, yeah. you know who lies every time i go to the doctor like how satisfied are you with your life so, you know one yeah. two or three i'm incredibly satisfied so it, speaking of the whole age thing, it wasn't until recently in the, like the last couple of years that I went in there. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to give you an honest answer. On yeah. all these. I'm incredibly anxious. I'm incredibly depressed. This right. is everything that's going on. Uh, I hate my life. And he's like, oh, shit. This yeah. is a different Where did score. This yeah, why didn't you tell me that? And so what's the first thing they do, though? They're like, well, can we talk to you about an antidepressant? Oh, yeah. Not, push a drug to you. Not, yeah. yeah, so like that was almost immediate. Yeah. And then... The follow-up conversation was, would you be willing to schedule a, a session with one of the counselors? Not the flip. Shouldn't you do that like, first? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I could have walked out of there with the medication and then maybe like in a month or so go to yeah. see a counselor. And I had gone to counseling since, I mean, heck, since I was in high school. But coming to the age thing again, you hit a point where you realize you are. You're just in there angry. Yeah. yeah. You're not getting anything out of it because you don't want to get anything out of it. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to get anything out of it. And then you get to an older age where you understand that what you're doing and thinking and like the way you're treating yourself isn't helping anything. Yeah. It, it hasn't served a purpose in a long time. So you finally, and that's what's happened you know, now that seeing uh, a therapist that, like you said, like I actually know them. Like I've built a rapport with them. I, that's to stay the same that's person. The first, that's the biggest like, thing is build you have the trust, to get that relationship. Build relationship yeah. You yeah. realize how much more you can get out of it because you want to get something out of it with a person that you've built that trust and like rapport with. Yeah. yeah. Made all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah, because most people with, I mean, if you struggle with mental health issues, you truly do want to get better because it starts to affect your outside life. Like if you're in school, it starts mm. to your grades, your grades are going to drop or for work, you're just not going to want to get out of bed in the morning. Nope. So like, it really does need to be talked about because people want to get better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. just need the education and the resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a, our team had a sports psychologist like free for everyone once mm-hmm. COVID hit, because like you said, once a lot of people during COVID, when you can't get in the gym, it's, that's an outlet for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I did see someone posted that the gym shouldn't be an outlet. It's actually just you guys like postponing your feelings or something. And I was like, I'll be honest mm. with you, it's an outlet for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know about y'all. But mechanism. Yeah, yeah, people were saying like, you know, you guys are just using the gym to not think about your problems. 
And I was like, I don't think that that's true at all. You can't decide mm-hmm. that for someone. Yeah, and that's someone who's uh, probably never been in a gym, like, uh, you know. It's, a, it's, you know, one, it can be a quiet space. It can be whatever you want it to be. You yeah. know what I mean? It can be your quiet space, your alone time, your away, shut the world off, put your headphones in, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Or it can be that time that you do, like, take out aggression on whatever you're doing and push in, you know, you know, with, we won't get too deep into it, but when you're lifting, like – things happen in your body hormonally and chemically and things like that that like that you could walk out of there and completely change your day yeah you know what i mean you could walk out of there and the endorphins are running like i just hit a a good workout i feel great you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden your day is turned around yeah you know so a lot of people don't you know the people that say that they don't understand that it's not um, and then some days it is just an angry outlet it's just get get the aggression out you'll not be so pissed off Yeah, so at least <laughs> come watch me on deadlifts. <laughs> yeah, you scare me. Yeah, you'll see. I walked in the gym one day and I was like, all bubbly, like, hey, Justin. And he just looked at me like he was about to punch me in the face. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's deadlifting like 3,000 pounds. Okay. He's not mad at me. He's mad at the deadlift. <laughs> mad at that weight for no reason. But right. Not, I was like, what did he do to you? I think that day you were actually really mad at Trevor. <laughs> oh, I was because he, he like – what do you say? He'd even like call said, me out. He was like, <laughs> okay, I said something it. like I was going to destroy the day or something like that. And he was like, he said something like show me or something like that or yeah. uh, do it then or something. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> say less. <laughs> like, All right. I'll All right. Him. Trying to Trying to challenge me. And he wasn't even challenging me. He was just like, yeah. yeah, as my coach, like, yeah, show me. And then Lindsay, on the other hand, is like the most happy but like emotionless <laughs> lifter. Like every all your videos like you'll lift something and then it's like model face <laughs> like <PR laughs> so <pose>. opposite <laughs> i come off there i mean if it's hard to explain like the the aggression and like that sometimes i can't walk off and talk to her. i have to walk around and like not yeah. see red yeah. anymore before i even You're open like my horse. mouth because i'm like take a <laughs> yeah take a lap <laughs> calm down i think no i do think the gym definitely helps though especially with like the anger and stuff mm, like that it's yeah. It is an outlet for sure. It, I mean, there's days I've came in just not motivated, just sluggish through mm-hmm. the day, and you get the blood flowing, get everything moving. And it's like, oh, a day's good. You know, yeah. it changes things. So. It makes you feel a little more accomplished. Like, if you yeah. don't do anything all day, okay, well, if I can go to the gym, at least I did this or that. Because yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of depression, yeah. it keeps you. Well, especially, in yeah, right now, while people aren't like really working or anything, yeah. it might be the only time of the day when you get out of the house and you see mm-hmm. other humans and say yeah. hi to people. Yeah. And- yep. Also surrounding yourself with um, like-minded individuals that also are lifting mm-hmm. and have, like, these goals. I, that has helped my mentality no, so much. Like, I told you guys, I'll, I drive 30 minutes to the gist, this gym every day because mm-hmm. this gym is, like, a healthy space for me. And I think yeah. it's that, like that for a lot of people, too. Yeah. Yeah, if you – if you, you – you might come in, you might see some people, you might not, whatever. But it's like – when everyone's in here kind of accomplishes that same goal, it's like you said, you come in, it's like, this is the environment of getting yeah. things yeah. done. And, yeah. and you know, if you are having a tough time, it's like, you know, you can kind of like talk to someone else. They've probably been through the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what's nice about it in here is like a lot, there's just a lot of experience through not just like fitness, but like life. Like yeah. mm-hmm. there's some people in here, like might as well be my second or third mom because I've bounced yeah. so much stuff yeah. off of them. So <laughs> And talking about like mm-hmm. women lifting too. Coming in here, you know that you're not going to have any issues with people not respecting you or not taking mm. you serious because everyone in here yeah. knows how strong 
female powerlifters and athletes are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't have to and worry about that stuff. Like, yeah. they're, they're, and they're impressed by athletes. it when it happens yeah. in here. It's not yeah. like a, you know, what's she doing lifting that yeah. weight thing? It's like, like, holy shit, she's lifting that Do you see what she just squatted? Yeah. <laughs> oh like, I was in here the other day, and um, it seems like the littlest thing, but it was huge for me. Some guy, huge too, he was like a little, little bit smaller than you, but he was a big guy. <laughs> and he was like, hey, that exercise that you were doing can you show me that like how you were doing that and i was like you want me to teach you something you're not gonna make fun of me you're not gonna come up and tell me i'm doing it wrong. yes i was like sir you just made my entire week but yes i'll show you (laughs) like it was huge for me yeah there's that's one thing i i mean for the most part we haven't had too many like you know creeper dudes or like just ego like Mm-hmm. bashing women kind of guys yeah, or bashing know. anyone we've in general like any yeah. really like we haven't had we've had some like egos like guys come in and their ego gets crushed because they think they're sometimes know, y'all yeah, need that they're tough <laughs> shit or whatever yeah, some yeah. people can't handle it they go back yeah. to the but then commercial you know, gym. they can't handle it and they they run back to the commercial gyms but like you know for the most part it's it's been a pretty pretty solid gym respectful gym mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. you know yeah i worked at a gold's gym uh the first year that i moved up here and I ended up, I've never quit a job before. And that was the first job I quit because mm-hmm. of, this sounds terrible, but the creepers. It was Just a commercial gym. Yeah. And it's like every day I'm coming into work and it's like I'm on edge. Like, mm-hmm. is someone going to say something to me today? Or am I going to get this in my Instagram DM when I leave? How did this guy yeah. find my name? And it, like, mm-hmm. people were going to hear this and like, she's so dramatic, but like, the girl that worked there before me quit for the same reason. You shouldn't have to dread going to work or be exactly. scared to go to work because mm-hmm. of who you might see there. Yeah. And it was just like, why do you think that I want to talk to you? Like, oh. I'm here to work. You just give them a dirty look like on Christmas when you're the only two in the gym. Yeah. And you yeah. say something really <laughs> dumb to the female that walks by. Mm-hmm. And Backstory. She's like, go. Yeah, I got to hear this. <laughs> So that's like, we actually met in the gym. Oh, no. Justin was one of those creepers. Yeah, so like I, I was always like, like I'm not hitting on the girls in the gym I work in. I'm not like not dating them, nothing. You know what I mean? Mm. Keep my distance and stuff. And <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'd seen her in like, you know, for probably like the year. Like I'd see her in once in a while. She went to Miami. But when she'd come home, she'd work out there. Mm. So I'd seen her in. And was it like Christmas or Christmas Eve? Like Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> such a douche um <laughs> we were i was working out she was in there and it was like it was literally just me and her in the gym and i popped my headphones out or no i had my music playing mm-hmm. and she had walked by and like she kind of looked and like you know whatever just kind of being nice and i was like oh yeah i guess we're the only serious ones in here today or something something <laughs> real dumb and she was just like mm-hmm. yep and just like kept walking I'm like fuck dude you're- good line you dumb fuck and um, did yeah you know. it was just terrible but it worked <laughs> so apparently then- and then a while later, uh, it's like five, six months later, uh, start of summer, I'd seen her in there and she was doing um, like cleans. It was the bear complex. That's what it was. I'll never forget. So athletic. So she was doing the bear complex. Which, um, and I go up to her and like I asked her like, oh, hey, where'd you learn that? What you, you know, Instagram. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just like started. I was actually leaving and I was like, you should talk to what the fuck do you say? <laughs> She's doing the bear complex. Ask her where she learned it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. So I was that douche. And I walked up to her while she was working out and asked her okay. where she, where she learned the bear complex. <laughs> and then I, um, I mentioned something about like working out. And then I was that douche. I 
I messaged her on Facebook. I was like, mm-hmm. hey, if you want to come. Because I worked at, like, he had two gyms, a guy. Yeah. And I was, like, his gym manager or whatever. And I, I was like, hey, if you want to come up to the other gym tomorrow, like. I'm no, gonna... you have to you have to say the, the phrase. Oh, God. Oh, no. If you so want to come I, throw some weights around. I was like, if you want to throw some weights around. I mean, Not it was cla- as a client. Class, yeah, classic client. Well, I didn't want her to think like, oh, he's just trying to pick me up as a client. He wants money and this oh, and that. Yeah. And so I was like, not as a client, but just like we can work out together. And I mean, she showed up the next day, so <laughs> okay. must, must have worked. Look where we are today. And then literally for like a month, she didn't say anything. So I'm not, I I'm came and worked out with She's, you. She came and worked out, but she didn't really say anything. I was nope. like, yeah. this girl has issues or I'm just really boring. I'm not sure. <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah. Yeah, work now out. you can't give me the shut up. Right. Yeah. So sometimes the gym douche, like, you know, give us some credit. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's not all bad. <laughs> but it was funny because it, like, it, it's kind of weird how it all worked out because it's like, literally, I mean, for years, like, I was never that guy. Like, I don't hit on girls in the gym. I don't, you know, I'm there to work out. They're there to work out. Like, if there was a high or something, or like, you know, the CrossFit gyms are kind of forced to talk to each other. Yeah. You know, running class or whatever. But, like, I was never, like, the guy, like you said, like, running up to the girl at the desk or Being whatever. Yeah. Being weird. But, yeah, you can yeah. tell as a woman. You can really tell, like, when someone's trying to be creepy or not. And, well, like, like uh, well, sometimes you do have to be very careful because this – when I was looking for a skills trainer for football, I didn't really know anyone, like – it's kind of weird a girl asking like hey can you train me for football but you're a girl like so um someone did reach out to me and i was like okay well i have to make sure this guy's legit first it's like yeah. it's crazy because as a woman that's the first thing that goes through your head okay is he gonna be a creep mm-hmm. and it's not even like is he gonna what's kidnap his, me yeah. when i get what's there attention though like, but it's more like yeah. yeah is he gonna actually take me serious or is he gonna is try he gonna to get creepy take me out on a date yeah. Yeah. yeah so i was like reaching out to people that i saw followed him like hey have you ever worked with this guy and they were like, yeah, he's, it's fine and turned out to be really good. But I have had some incidents where it wasn't all good. So mm-hmm. now I'm like extra careful. But it's just the difference. Like as a woman, that's the first thing that goes through your head. Like, okay, what problems is he going to bring me? Like, <laughs> well, I think that is a good thing about finding like a training type gym. Yeah. Especially like as a female powerlifter or strength athlete, if you're a strong man or Olympic weightlifter, like, the atmosphere is just so much different. Like, everyone actually respects you as an athlete. Yeah. Like, yeah. I talk to guys in here every day, and I don't think I've ever been hit on. Yeah. Right. It's more of, like, a it's camaraderie. You're a, you know. <laughs> you're a fellow <laughs> athlete. <laughs> None of the other girls in here really ever get hit on anyway, no, unless yeah, it's, like, so. their husband. Yeah. But right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. There's, yeah. yeah. All right, well, let me ask, it. because I have had uh, situations, like, as a practitioner, where I'm out on the floor, and my first instinct is when I see someone doing a movement that I can help correct or improve, like I want to go talk to them, but I've stopped myself like a couple of times because I want to make sure that that if it's a female, I want them to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And if I don't know them, even if I've seen them come in a couple of times, I don't want to be perceived as the creepy guy coming over and be like, Hey, can I help you out with your movement? (laughs) Yeah. Let me, you know, spot you on your squat. Right. From your perspective, I mean, maybe it doesn't work because, like, I know both of you at this point, but what is a way to approach that in that situation where you can be professional, still help them out of the movement? Um, yeah, where it's not like, where it's not the unsolicited right. yeah. male yeah. advice. And that's, I, I, I mean, that's a good question because I've always thought the same thing. It's like, you don't want to be that. It's like, but you professionally, it's like, I'm smart enough to fix that. Yeah. But, 
it's going to be weird if I try yeah. to fix it. And, right. Like there's, I mean? there's that barrier that I, I absolutely hate. And, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I want to respect it because mm-hmm. it's there for a reason. Yeah. Um, and if I saw a guy doing something incorrectly, uh, with any kind of press or squat, I would go over and say like, Hey, you know, I would double check where your feet are as you're going through this. But getting through that first part of the conversation where the female is receptive of any of the info, like from your perspective, how can you approach that? I mean, I think the biggest thing would be to just ask, like, obviously, like usually when you're near, you have your elite recovery polo on, you work here. The They've probably seen you. Yes, yeah. you just have to wear the polo. Um, but just going up, explaining who you are, like, I work here. Yeah. This is what I do. I'm not like some random, like, gym bro. Um, and just asking, like, I noticed something. Can I help you with this? Or would okay. you mind yeah. some input? Um, and if they say, no, thank you, then you worded it in a way that that's an acceptable answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hitting things. Um, and if they say yes, then you can help them. Okay. But Yeah, approaching it, like, professionally and comfortably. Like, a lot of guys will start with the, hey, I'm not trying to be creepy, but... And I'm like, that's where it gets creepy. <laughs> like, They're if it was even self. in your head that it might be creepy, <laughs> yeah. then just don't do it. But, like, um, for me, I think a lot of female athletes are this way, too. If my, like, thing is, if it's something that you wouldn't say to a male you don't know then don't say it to me. Like, not only in that situation, but, yeah. like, I just always think, like, I was in the gas station the other day, and I went up to the front, and there's always this creepy guy working, and he asked me about my tattoos and, like, grabbed my arm to look at him. And I was like, would you do that to a male you didn't know? Because he would knock your ass out. And I was like, that's the thing. Like, if you wouldn't do it to a male you didn't know, don't do mm-hmm. it to the female. That's okay. the rule yeah. of – that's – the rule of thumb right there but in a situation like that like just being professional and yeah. staying comfortable I mean, then there's no creepy like, vibes yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like professional sense, yeah but like you still have to take into account the fact that like it could be perceived yeah as inappropriate just automatically like you said like that's the first thought as a female when you put yourself yeah. in that situation it's supposed to be professional but you still have to think about that and i want to be respectful of that yeah that is hard for guys. That's a good question. Like that is that is difficult for guys. But the fact that you're you guys are like even aware of that stuff is good mm-hmm. though. Like mm-hmm. some guys don't even realize that we have to go through that or think mm-hmm. about that. You know well, exactly. But the fact that you're aware, like you're gonna approach it some. I think it's way. it's getting it's harder even to approach anyone anymore because yeah. like so like on the male side, like it'll be the same thing sometimes where. Oh, okay. Yeah, man, I got it. Like, okay, yeah. no, you don't. Yeah. But, but, you know, whatever. Like, you know, so like for me, I've tried to do, and, and it sucks because, you know, owning a gym, being a coach, it's like want to help people. But I've also gotten to that point where it's like, I don't, I just don't approach people as much anymore mm-hmm. just because yeah. of that. You know what I mean? Because unless they come up and ask, like there's people that come up and ask, you ask me a question one time. I'm probably going to come back to you three it's times. open door. Yeah, now yeah. it's an open door. Like, okay, if I we see something again, hey. This. I saw you doing it again. Uh, th- th- this, that, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, like, it's it's hard. In, unless that door opens up, it's hard to even approach it. Yeah. From, doesn't matter if you're male, female, or whatever. But I think, like she said, like, as long as, you know, I, I always try to approach it. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. It's mm-hmm. you're still going to be told the same way. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not any different. Um, I don't like, 
oh, okay, where's the female screwing up and I'm going to walk up to her. Right. No. <laughs> like I watch guys lift all fucked up in here all the time. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'll walk right up to them and be like, hey, man, do this. Yeah, and, fix that. Yeah. So um, kind of the, the last question that I had, um, I don't think we really covered. As far as like your guys's, um, you know, fitness endeavors and stuff, let's, let's kind of stick on that, is how do you feel like it's changed you guys, if it has changed you at all? Um, and it hasn't helped you with, you know, anything outside of the gym. I, th- I think that's kind of one of the biggest points of feedback I've ever gotten is when people start working out in general, but like when you start to achieve things you never really thought you could, it starts to help outside of mm-hmm. the gym. So you guys got anything like that or? Um, I would say like confidence is the biggest thing. I mean, like you were just saying when you first met me, I was really shy. I didn't <laughs> talk. Um, I mean, even this would terrify me like any kind of speech class or public speaking i would just freeze up um i was always like just very shy around people i didn't talk really at all (laughs) um so i think now i mean obviously like getting older helps um kind of like coming into your own but definitely like confidence has i mean gone until every area of my life school work um productivity i've noticed yeah productivity discipline i mean i grew up a dancer so i was always pretty self-disciplined but just being able to find something that i can maintain that discipline and routine um definitely has helped and then i think like the whole body acceptance thing it's helped a lot like even when i was a dancer i always had a lot of um like disordered eating and body image issues and i think being able to come into something like powerlifting and see what your body can do mm-hmm. rather yeah. than what it looks like is um, really helpful for that process. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Even though it will always be a process. <laughs> no, yeah. It's... Um, for me, so mine's kind of the opposite. I feel like it's made me a little more peaceful. Um, the gym, like, I'm a very outgoing person. I have a lot of energy. And being in the gym kind of like settles that down. You're like a, a puppy. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> you have to get your exercise. Yeah, like I'm just a little more peaceful. Um, also, like I, like I told you guys, I do a lot of different things. I'm kind of all over the place. Um, but now, like the gym kind of helped me realize, like, or this fitness journey. Okay, I'm an athlete. Like mm-hmm. that's what I do. No. I can do other things, but as an individual, I am an athlete. I have an athlete mindset, and that's how I approach everything. So, and also the discipline side mm-hmm. of things, like, it's kind of kept me in this, like, discipline space, like, okay, gym every day, and then do what you got to do, but also, like, yeah, the peacefulness and the mentality, it's kind of calmed me down a little bit. I'm very scatterbrained, <laughs> so it kind of suppresses all that. <laughs> I don't know why or how, but like, it just it's does. It's like meditation, but not. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you can what? Meditate and- oh. Yeah, so, like, when I'm, like, deadlifting for reps, acting crazy out there, that's me meditating, mm-hmm. if you guys were wondering. <laughs> Might not look like it, but... But I'm at peace right now. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think if you've never felt, like, that flow of, like, when you're into a workout, I mean, we've all experienced Focus, it, when you're just, yeah. like, you're ultra-focused, you can yeah. feel, like, muscles working, you can mm-hmm. feel, like, the connection to everything, you know, yeah. your music might be in, but it's, like, you might even be spaced out on that, almost. Yeah. It's, like, a uh, real euphoric feeling, I, I think. If you and most people listening have probably experienced that, like those are those those good moments that, like I said, it can change your whole day, your week, your whole mindset. Yeah. So, 
Um, it's like, I don't even know what I would like do without it. Does that sound mm-hmm. weird? Like, you know what I mean? No, you don't yeah. know what people been, do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we, we like post meet and after this meet coming up, we'll take a couple days. You know, I'll probably take a week where I won't work out really I'll at all. Like two days because I'll get <laughs> two yeah. yeah. But it's like, it, it frees, it almost like frees so much time in my day, but then also like, what do I do with myself now? Right. Like, yeah. Who am I? No, I'm not, not working out today. What, what am I doing? Do I do? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's different, but, um, you know, I've been besides, I've mentioned on the podcast before, besides my little hiatus of a few months or like surgeries or something, it's been since I was, we're going on 19 years, you know, of constant working out 20 Mm -hmm. years, almost constant, like working out or playing a sport or, Mm -hmm. well, if we're talking sports, it's been like way longer than that, (laughs) Right. (laughs) but it's always been like, you know, since I was. 13, 14 years old, like the gym, you know, train, train to be an athlete, you know, pretty much. So, um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. We, we didn't really have time for anybody else's questions. So sorry. We'll, uh, we'll get to those on the the next episode, but I think we got a lot, a lot of info out there. Um, hopefully a lot of people can pick some stuff up from these girls and what they're saying. So, um, we got anything coming up? I think it's pretty, pretty quiet. Me and you have a meet. Oh yeah, we have a meet. We're sharing yeah. the platform hey, for the first time in four years. What? It's kind of or a big deal. Since our what our first meet? No, no, since 2016. When, when did that we big do? West Virginia one? Oh, oh that was the one yeah. I went to. Yeah, yeah Daniel's there too. What yeah. meet is this? The Beast of the Bluegrass in Kentucky. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. The last Air Mafia meet. Yeah, so we're so we haven't killed each other, and we only have a week and a half left to go. Yeah, yeah. what's it like when you're like cutting weight in the same household? <laughs> well, we're we're not cutting oh, for okay. this one. We're big boys because we would. Yes, yeah, that might be bad, but like <laughs> you know, a lot of people, a lot of couples don't prep together just because it's like madness of like yeah. trying to support the other person. Um, luckily, we've had um, you know good support. Like I'm, we're both getting our knees wrapped, so. Um, Jabez Burford's been nice enough to come in and, and wrap our knees and stuff. So I don't have to worry about wrapping hers or worry about wrapping me during the meet and it get all crazy. Um, so we've had good support there. Um, you know, but like in the house, I, I mean, I thought it'd be a lot worse than it is. I think we've only had one fight in nine weeks. We don't really, we don't really ever fight a lot anyway, but that's actually (laughs) probably, that's probably actually bad. (laughs) That was probably actually bad, but, um, yeah, we. I mean, the hardest thing I think is like, you know, I might be dead and she'll pick up and get my meals or whatever yeah, together. Mm-hmm. So vice versa, like she's dead, I'll try to like do whatever tasks. Yeah. You buy know, me sushi. Yeah, buy her right. sushi. Or buy, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, you know, throw some steaks on the grill, whatever. Yeah. I'm doing, but um, you know, it's like that kind of like when one person's in prep, they're the kind of called the prep baby. So you kind of support them as much as you can. Then it's the other Um, person's turn. Yeah. Yeah. I think the sleep thing's usually weird because like whoever's not, we try to go to bed at the same time, but typically like whoever's not in prep or like we'll stay up till like me. eleven, we'll and the person in prep later. will go to bed yeah. at like nine. Yeah. So the we've both been going to bed at nine every yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> which is better now because it's dark at nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were going to bed. We we're going to bed over the summer, and it was still light out. So <laughs> oh, that's awful. Oh, for yeah. real though, yeah, that was terrible. Unless you have blackout curtains, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah I was like, and then I, you just feel really old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just felt it's bedtime. <laughs> But all right, yeah, we got that coming up, and then then's the new year. 
And goodbye to 2020. 2021. Goodbye, yeah. 2020. Yeah, please be better in 2020. Go away. So, all right. Yeah, that's it for today. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, Thanks for both. all your input. Thanks so, for having us. Um, Maria, if you want to shout out your uh, Instagrams or your social media My stuff. TikTok. Your TikTok. Your <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. No, We're it's the only um, one here. <laughs> Um, all of my social media handles are just Maria Fatali. My last name is F-A-U-T-A-L-I. And that's my TikTok, too. I'm, <laughs> I'm TikTok famous, so, you know, y'all want to check me out on there. <laughs> we had no idea. Yeah, no idea. sitting down with a famous person. Right, no yeah. Probably should get some autographs. Yeah, just so. let me know. Yeah. I can take pictures outside afterwards. Do you do the dances and stuff on there? Man, what? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we can do one after this. I'm uh, a guest star. Yes. Yeah, you guys, you I guys can TikTok. I'm TikTok not dancing. Do it. <laughs> um, I can't dance. It's been been a long time. So if you guys see me in the gym, like with my phone up dancing, that's what I'm doing. Do you see Dave? Hmm? Um, Dave Osborne. He did his TikToks on uh when his gym was closed. He can oh. dance. You can dance. He didn't. Go I mean, it's ahead. in my jeans to dance, there and I used to dance, like not dance they competitively, were very but I used impressive. to like dance. Yeah. Now I'm just too <laughs> old and I'll probably like break an ankle. <laughs> Why isn't Justin competing? Well, see, he was doing a TikTok <laughs> and he snapped his ACL. Could so. you imagine like <laughs> going to the hospital? <laughs> what were you doing? Uh, we were doing a TikTok video. And it just all went downhill from yeah, there. Yeah, it, it just all went bad. So. I'd love to see the message to Jabber about that. <laughs> uh, coach, sorry to inform you, tore, tore out my whole knee doing TikToks. <laughs> Alright. Okay, bye. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Have a good one.